0: We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA.
1: WPHT, WPHT, HD,
0: WGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Odyssey Station. From the
2: Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. This is Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host. Radio hour. The mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner operator of the Philadelphia real estate classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh or learn here on Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio at 1210. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, D and How are you, Dan?
3: I am fabulous, Mark. How are you?
2: I am very, very good, as Merle Reese would say. So we, and we you can be here every Saturday at one o'clock on WPHT Talk Radio, keep you informed, because the media is Definitely not talking about how great the real estate market is with everything else going on. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Dean?
3: My number is 609-605-7153.
2: And we're here every week just to keep you informed and help with your real estate needs any way we can. You can listen to this show, past shows at our website, goodnewsandrealestate.com and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today?
3: Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A.
2: Yes.
3: And of course, we have Mark's funny story.
2: I got a different one for you today.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait. We also have our mortgage mom topic.
2: Which is what?
3: Let's take a look at your pre-approval.
2: All right. I want to do that.
3: (laughs) We need to talk after the show. All right. We also have our questions. Um, First question is, what is a triple net lease in Real estate. All
2: right.
3: Next question is, how long does it take to obtain a real estate license? Does that include like how many times you need to take the test? Anyway, next question is, (laughs) how does real property also include the airspace above the land?
2: There's a lot of debate going on on that one.
3: Are townhouses bigger than condos?
2: That's too easy (laughs) to make a joke about.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But today, Mark, today we're honored to have Javier Nicholas with us. And he is with Century 21 Veterans and New Agent Handbook. And he is just full of energy and also information. So I can't wait to listen to his segment.
2: Yeah, I'm very curious about the old handbook.
3: So we also have our topic of the day, which is what is fierce conversation?
2: Yes, something different.
3: Yeah, I don't think so. But anyway... Give us your motivational quote.
2: So the motivational quote is thoughts lead on to purpose, purpose leads on to actions, actions form habits, habits decide character, and character fixes our destiny. So if you get every up, get up every day and stay in the 20%, it becomes a habit, and then you're good to go.
3: I like it. So where are we at? So, Mark, we are up to the market report.
2: And there is Frank's Bell. Now, here's something that a few years ago, we talked about home sizes continue to grow. Remember about four or five years ago, like everybody stopped buying the McMansions and the, and the home size was going down to like 1,400 square foot? And now here we are, years a few years later, and the American home is getting larger. The pandemic has promoted more homeowners to want more space <laughs> to spread out in because we were all trapped in the same house and also have encouraged bigger households and more people to live under one roof for expenses. And that has led to an increase in the size of a new single family home. The medium single family home square foot area has increased to 2,338 square foot. Wow. Now, now five years ago, I think we were at, a, it was starting, they were building smaller ones like 1,400, 1,500 square foot. The average square foot for a new single home rose to 2561 in the fourth quarter of 2021, according to the census. And the average size of a new single family home is 6.3% bigger than the lows set during the Great Recession. The Great Recession, I hate talking about that thing. And the National Association of uh, Home Builders. The median house size is 10% larger today. Going forward, we expect the home size to continue to increase. Giving a shift in consumer preferences for more space due to increased use of roles of the home for work, among other purposes, in the post-COVID-19, which is over since the Super Bowl.
3: It has been over. I haven't heard anything about it.
2: No, they don't even talk about it no more. And the pending sales dropped for the third straight month. With housing inventory at an all-time historic low, contract signings decreased 5.7% month over month in January. And that was the third month in a row, according to National Association of Realtors' a report, that that drop was going on. And forward-looking indicators based on contract signings is down 9.5%. That's all this inventory issue.
3: It's 100% four, an inventory isu-
2: yeah. issue. And all the four major U.S. Uh, – areas posted declines. And Jan, the guy from DNAR, says home buyers are also contended with escalating home prices, rising mortgage rates, which have increased by more than a full percentage point over the last six months. So they predict economic conditions could be vile to one in the coming months as the Federal and uh, Federal Reserve ends its asset purchase program in March, which could drive up interest rate plus you also got a war going on. Yeah, just a little, is, a little war
3: going on that do A little war going on, to which do makes with
2: people it. nervous and sit on a fence. Right. All which could have avoided, but I'm not going to. We're
3: not doing that.
2: I wish I was running a show because none of this would be happening. All
3: right, but you know so what? So tell we, us
2: the good news about the rates.
3: <laughs> That's what we're going to talk about. Your 30 year conventional fixed, 3.875. 15 year is at 3.375. Your 30 year FHA, 3.625. And your jumbos, arms. Again, your jumbos are hanging in there with a really good rate, um, but the arms I still wouldn't get into just yet because no, no. the rates are still anything under four. We are in good
2: shape. So I am. I am glad to see threes again.
3: Yes, and you will see three.
2: So. Um, Very good. Very good. I I am very happy about that. (laughs) So with that, you were listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back.
0: On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Casares and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, not here for our profit, here for yours.
2: Welcome back to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the time. So, where are we at, Dan?
3: So, Mark, we are up to your funny story.
2: Now, this reminds me of a bar that I used to go to when I used to be running an office up on Bustleton Avenue.
3: Can you say this time where?
2: yes i can say this on the air so a highway patrolman he's waiting outside this popular bar hoping for a bust and at close of time everybody comes out and he's he's waiting to spot his quarry and this one guy comes out totally inebriated could barely walk he's stumbling around the parking lot for a few minutes looking for his car he's trying his keys in other cars he finally finds his own vehicle he sits in the car for a good 10 minutes as the other patrons all leave. This is closing time. He turns his lights on. Then he turns his wipers on, turns them off. He starts to pull forward on the grass. He stops. Finally, when he when he's the last car, he pulls out onto the road and starts to drive away. And the patrolman's waiting, flashes his light, pulls him over. He gives him the breath test. To his surprise, the man blew a zero. The patrolman was dumbfounded. He goes, this equipment must be broken. And the guy says, I doubt it. I'm to, I'm tonight's designated decoy. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a bar up on Bustleton Avenue that we used to go to with all my agents after a meeting, right? And and the cops would come with a yellow chalk and put marks on our tires, and then sit and wait wait for you up the road. That's crazy. It was th- it was terrible? Yeah, yeah.
3: that was yeah. pretty good though. If you have a all funny right. story after nine hundred and one, please send, send it send to 802. <laughs> 901. If you please send it to 8029 at comcast.net or give us a call at 267 266 5501.
2: And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with the end. Kat Saris from Green Tree Mortgage, and her topic is Take Another Look at Your Pre Approval.
3: So, Mark, that could mean a whole bunch of things. Um, it could be. <laughs> but actually, since December, the month of January, the month of December, if somebody was pre-approved, it's very important that we take a relook, a visit, another visit at their pre-approval because a couple things could change. Number one, the interest rate may have gone right. up, okay? So maybe you were pre-approved for a $375,000 house with $5,000 a year in taxes. Now we have to take a look at that because if the interest rate is a half or even 1% higher, we have to make sure that those ratios are still going to be the same, and that yes. takes play with your front ratio and also your back ratio because remember those ratios have your pity payment in it, your principal, your inches, your taxes, and insurance. Now the taxes right. and the insurance are going to stay the same,
2: but what? Maybe not. I heard I heard Voorhees was cutting Stop them in it. half, fifty
3: percent.
2: <laughs> From but, fifty
3: thousand to twenty five thousand. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to buy another house in Voorhees. Um, but my point is that the principal and interest payment is going to go up, so it could show it could throw those ratios out of whack a little bit, and it's just something that we have to revisit. The other thing right. is going to be the credit. Now, in today's market, you know the credit report has always been valid for ninety days but if you right. december now you're in the january now you're in the february and you're going to start shopping with the way that the market is the offers are not getting accepted on the first house on the second house and sometimes not even on the third house so time right. is going to go by we have to make sure that that credit report is still valid so you don't right. want to you don't want to be on the edge you don't want to get into underwriting and then we have to rerun the credit report and we find out there's a hiccup Or maybe the score went higher, so now the interest rate could be lower. Maybe there's a collection that popped up. Maybe your score went down. So you want to be proactive instead of reactive. Um, No doubt. So it's really important if you have a pre-approval, take a look at the date. They're good for 90 days. But again, even though it's valid, it doesn't mean that it's still valid because if the interest rate went up, you can't lock in your interest rate unless you're under contract. So none of those pre-approvals are going to be the same um, for what we had originally done. So it's not just for me, but it's for all the lenders out there. You know, take it, take another look at it and make sure you're going to be good. The second thing is um, we had, I'm going to just pivot back to my segment from last week because my phone has been blowing up and I just want to run through it real quick. I have a couple minutes left. Um, on our cash offer program. The program is hey, not great. through Green Tree Mortgage, right? It has right. nothing to do with Green Tree Mortgage except for the fact that I have partnered with an investor, okay? So it's right. not a platform for Green Tree. It's a platform for my investor and myself. It allows buyers to go in and offer cash. And then-
2: That is a great deal.
3: Oh, it is. I mean- I can't tell you how many offers we've gotten accepted in the last couple days. Um, and people wow. are willing to pay. I mean, one, one person just paid $6,200 to get that letter, right, to get the funds letter. So what we're doing is we're going in with a cash offer. The buyers are still going through the financing. And we're closing with financing because we're waiving the mortgage contingency. We're checking that box where we're able to waive the mortgage contingency, but also still able to come to settlement with financing. We're getting appraisal. They're getting a home inspection for informational purposes only, but they still have that window. Everything on my end stays the same. The only difference is that if their financing for some reason falls through, they quit their job, they get fired, they decide not to pay their credit cards. I mean, something crazy Then the investor will buy that property with cash. Are you having any problems?
2: Are you having any problems with the agents understanding that?
3: Most of the agents that I have explained it to are calling me a godsend. There's only Uh, I've probably explained this to about sixty realtors so far, and I have a a big Zoom call tonight. There is only one realtor that gave me a hard time.
2: That that was thick as a brick.
3: He's a really nice guy. He's a good realtor. He's been in the business a long time. Not going to... I'm going to be better and not bitter. Um, but yeah, only one person. So... All right. But give me a call. I'll be more than happy to explain this program. 609-605-7153. Let's get your offers accepted.
2: Especially, would sellers see that thing cash? They're, They're good. good. All right. All right. So we're at the questions. Yep. So what's The up? first
3: question is, what is... Triple net in real estate.
2: Well, most of the time it's on a lease. And a lot of people don't understand this. And they just, they're all anxious to sign anything. It happens mostly in commercial. But it could be residential where the 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 landlord doesn't want to pay the taxes. He, he wants the tenant to pay everything. Right. It's called a triple net lease where you pay... You pay your rent, you pay the utilities, you pay the taxes, you pay anything that's included. Most of the time, it's a commercial, but it can be residential also. And it's in writing, but you know, I've seen people sign triple net leases and not realizing they signed a triple net lease, and then all of a sudden, they're paying the taxes, and they thought they were just going to be paying their rent in the water. Right but you sign a triple net lease. And most of the time in commercial, they don't want to give you a year. They like to lock you in three to five years. So like if you bail, especially in Pennsylvania, there's a special law in the act called a uh, broker's uh, lien, which you cannot get away from. So you're gonna pay that one day, the length of the whole lease one day, you're gonna have to pay that off. But basically you're paying everything. You know, like my landlord says, I don't want to hear anything. Just send check. <laughs> so, what's All the next? Right, the next
3: one? question: How long does it take to obtain a real estate license?
2: Well, it's according to what state you're in. Uh, Pennsylvania seventy five hours, Jersey seventy five hours. I think Delaware's ninety nine hours. Texas is like one hundred and sixty wow. hours. Whatever it is, according to the state, now, we're reciprocal with some, but after you take the 75-hour course in Pennsylvania, you get a transcript from whatever school you went to. Hopefully, you go to com. I'm sorry, what's the best school to go to? Probably Philadelphia Real Estate Classes. And then, and we do all of Pennsylvania. And then after that, you get a transcript from the school. That allows you to take the Pennsylvania Real Estate Tests. You take that at a testing center. The state charges you 50 bucks, and then you're Awesome. The, the next, next
3: question, question is, does real property also include the airspace above the land?
2: Yes. And and in in cities like Philly, like say you owned a two-story house and now, and, and a bunch of ground, you had some ground around you, and this is in a h- hot neighborhood, right? and somebody wants to come in and put in a eight-story building. All of a sudden, that airspace above your building has value. Like, on on large uh, skyscrapers, you pay on that space. Because technically, in the real estate book, they tell you you owned from, you know, there into the universe. Right. So, when when a plane flies through your backyard. But, like, in reality, that can have a lot of value. Like, I was involved in a deal down around the art museum, and that went, like, 30-some floors. So, that space above the land was very valuable. What's the next one?
3: The next question is Are townhouses bigger than condos? And be nice.
2: (laughs) You know what? A a townhouse can be a condo. Any kind of house could be a condo. You could build singles in a condo, uh, in a Cul-de-sac and condo them yep, all. Yes, that is right. It, it's, you can do whatever you want. There's one block down in the center city. I forget what street it is, but most of that whole block, them three-story uh, uh, Father, Son, Holy Ghost houses, they're all condos now.
3: Well, look at Wildwood. Uh, so it doesn't. I mean, look at Wildwood. Yeah. They have them as well.
2: Yeah, with the motels. Yeah, the motels. yeah but even the side-by-sides,
3: yeah, they, they call them a condo. Not a townhouse, they call yep. them a condo.
2: Yeah. C- condo is just uh, another form of real estate that you got to do different things with uh, variances and everything else. And then you have a condo association. Last last one one
3: is, can your husband co-sign on someone else's home without your knowledge? You know, this is a funny question, Mark, because this has happened more than once. Not my husband, (laughs) but where we've gone, we've run title or I've run a credit report. That's not
2: what, that's not what Pete told me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
3: He's so funny today. Um, But yeah, that could absolutely happen without their knowledge.
2: Oh yeah. Some girlfriend.
3: Yeah, there's been people that have had a whole nother life. Like I'm talking children, houses without their current
2: wife even knowing. So Yeah, traveling salesman in the old days. One in Chicago, one in Philly. (laughs) Never never meet So my suggestion is Uh, until somebody until he dies and then they're like, Oh, oh, Twelve children are coming
3: you know, coming to the funeral. But yeah, absolutely. Right. So, great questions. Um, coming up next is going to be our be- our guest segment with Javier Nichols, and he's with Century Twenty One Veterans and New Agent Handbook
2: here to share his knowledge. Very good, very good. I'm looking forward to that. So, with that, you're listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, all positive, all the
0: time. We'll be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All
2: right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. So where are we at, Deanne?
3: So Mark, we are up to our guest segment. Yes. And today we are honored to have Javier Nichols. He is with Century Twenty One Veterans and the New Agent Handbook. He's got a lot of information to share with us. So welcome. Very
2: good. Welcome, Javier. And I'm what's going on? How are you? So I'm really curious about like what you're doing because I know you do something a little similar to me, except I'm dealing with a bunch of newbies. <laughs> But like I know you're helping agents and the handbook. I've been debating writing a handbook for years, and I just never got around to it. So tell us, tell us what you do exactly.
1: Yes. Yeah, so I definitely encourage you to write that book because I can only imagine how much value we're gonna find. So just to summarize what I do, uh, in a nutshell, is I give agents the opportunity to learn how to fish so they can survive in any market, no matter if the market goes up, down, sideways. As a new agent, you hear constantly the market's crashing, things are changing, and you. You feel timid and you don't feel that you can make it. So, the new agent handbook is designed, and we put in place some strategies that allow you to know how to generate business literally, nothing, uh, something out of nothing is what I call it.
4: Uh,
2: and you know what? I start off all my classes for the newbies that are getting a license. You know, they all talk about the split, and I always tell them, you know, what's 100% is zero. Doesn't matter what you got. You know, if you don't have any leads, you could be the the best doctor in the world, but if you don't have any patients, it doesn't matter. So lead is key no matter what business you're in. Biz-
3: you got to start somewhere. Business.
2: So, it's, so, yes. so you, what do you, are
1: you involved with newer
2: agents or existing agents or what?
1: Yes. So new agents, I focus on right before you become an agent in that first year, because I want to make sure that you build a great foundation. And that foundation is based off of creativity and leverage. You've already mentioned about how you teach agents to really negotiate with their brokerage. And I teach them how to leverage their brokerage, how to take advantage of all the opportunities your brokerage has. There's a lot of people selling a lot of houses. And as a new agent, you want to be one of them. So therefore, right. the, first, the first way I point is open houses.
2: Yeah. And you know, agents, a lot of agents, me and Dambi be talking about it, and I've been talking to a lot of brokers, and we've had a few brokers on the show over the last month or so, and there's a lot of agents struggling right now, even though real estate is booming because they're trapped in the same old things they've been doing for years. Like, uh, like we talked a little bit before the show, anybody that got a license after 2005 has never been in a market like this before. So, you know, the old calendar and a postcard might not be uh, working like it used to be, you know. So it's like you yeah. got to think outside the box and, and you got to also be organized.
1: Got to stand out. That's literally what it comes out to be. Like you said it yourself, the the market is booming, and there's a lot of agents. The barrier to entry to become an agent is very low. You've already mentioned earlier in the show about how many hours you have to, and it's not that many. When you really break it down, it's like a three-month period. So if you see a low barrier to entry and a lot of people entering into the market, you have to ask yourself, why choose you? Why will somebody choose you, right? And so as a real estate agent, you need to stand out. And by way of standing out, you need to provide value and creativity and have extreme passion. So we teach that all the time here at Century 21 Veterans, and I teach it nationwide with the new agent handbook.
2: My topic today, Fierce Conversation, is going to touch on that a little bit too. Because everything I tell agents, new agents, and even existing agents, because I invite Existing agents into my zero to 20 million dollar production class. And I always tell them like all that stuff that you send out and post They're all reminders of a relationship, but the conversation is the relationship But that's the one thing that the agents don't want to do they don't want to pick that (laughs) phone up and I blame I blame this inventory issue a lot of it on the agents. That's right. These sellers don't know how great of a time it is to sell.
1: Well, it's it's more or less of looking at it from a standpoint of stimulation. Right. When you're having a conversation with the client, you need to be able to stimulate them. You need to be able to help them see the value. And most of the time people hear cold call. They have anxiety pop up. They feel a little nervous. They don't want to make those calls. Why? Because they're not doing their homework before the call. If you take some time and do some research about the neighborhood and knowing what's going on, that phone call is going to sound a lot easier. And you're going to have a lot higher success in getting that listing appointment.
3: And, And it's it's preparing. Right. It's it's all about having the preparation, and there's there's a great question that I always that I always ask. I look at every key person that's on my team, and <clears throat> I ask myself this question: If this person worked for my competitor, would I be worried? And if you wouldn't be, then you've got to look at yourself as an individual. They're not probably as talented as you think they may be, or you've got to become talented. So if that person worked for my competitor, would I be worried?
1: It's a good question. It's a really good question and it really helps to showcase and, and, a lot. And some of that
2: can be taught. Like when I first tell new students that they're gonna have 100%. to make phone calls and use scripts, I can hear the groans in the room. But like, but then after I explain the disc and the, about their personalities, now they understand they're coming from contribution and they're helping people. And then the S's and C's go, oh, I'm gonna help people. And then you know if they're going to struggle in the beginning because they're not going to be good at scripts, but like once you got it down, if just comes out of your mouth, and then if you're organized and you call them four times a year, you're their agent. Yeah, yeah. And the one thing I don't think it's I don't think it's rocket science.
3: It's not rocket science, but the eighty percent of
2: agents won't do it.
3: Well, there you go. They have to remember that it's the first time that this client's hearing that conversation. You might have had it five times with somebody, but because you have memorized a script. It's the first time that this particular client is hearing it, and that's what they got to get in their mind.
2: I, I right. totally agree. And, and you give them, you give them a lot of information in like twenty seconds, and now they know what's happening with the buyers, what's happening with the sellers. Right. And then the most important part of the script is, I need your help. Script to dialogue. You gotta ask ask for the business or nobody will help give you business. Yes.
1: Do you agree, Javier? I I wholeheartedly agree. And really when it comes down to scripts, we need to focus on what we're teaching and how we're leading the way, uh, leading the charge for new agents nationwide is script to dialogue. Let people know. Have a conversation. And again, do your research. If you can understand, because we use RPR, Realtors Property Resource, for those of you who are realtors out there, you know how powerful source is because you can now find out the growth of any neighborhood and also see where the declines are happening. So you can now focus your efforts in different areas and be creative. Creativity is going to save the day for all new agents.
2: Yeah, and knowledge is key. I mean, uh, uh, one of our uh, instructors, she was looking for a house in a zip code 19115, which is a pretty big zip code in Northeast Philadelphia. There was not one active, not one. And she was like in shock. So that to me is why don't you knock on about a couple blocks doors?
1: I one hundred percent. Circle prospecting. Circle prospecting. you know. got to you got to
2: understand the market. You know, you got to listen to our show every week.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: yes. <laughs> It's too bad we can't get a million five people to listen to our show every week. There'd be a ton of listings on the market. That's right. Circle prospecting. But unfortunately, the media, if it don't if it don't bleed, it don't leave.
3: Maybe we should go knock door to door and get people to listen to the show.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we should do that. I'm game. It's a good campaign. So how long long did it take take you to put your handbook together?
1: Uh, It took me about three years because I had to go through a lot of trials and tribulations myself to find out what works, how it works, and really understand uh, pretty much the value proposition that I want to present to all of my clients and to the agents. So we took some time. We made it pretty general, but we dove into some areas that you don't see most agents diving in. Um, One of those areas are um, the HUD Home Store, very important source, RPR another important source, and Canva, which these three things, of course, your MLS, but these three things thrown together allows an agent to turn something out of nothing. So, yes.
2: Wait, why don't you explain to the audience? Because most of the audience don't know those terminologies by...
1: Yes. So, know. real quick, just to let you know, RPR is Realtors Property Resource. This will turn your business... This will upgrade your business overnight, all right? Go and take a look at all it. Right. The website is NARPRPR.com. Then you have the HUD Home Store. This is going to show you properties that are on the market, undervalued, and are a great, great deal, especially for the 203K uh, FHA buyers out there, repair loans for short. And then you have Canva, C-A-N-V-A. This will allow you to create content on social media just like the pros for free. So for those agents out there trying to get started and don't know where to go, of course, try it out on Canva.com.
2: Wait, let me ask you a question about the HUD. Is there What kind of inventory is within HUD houses right now?
1: Uh, the, home, the, the HUD home properties is nationwide, and you're going to find a lot of different inventories uh, depending on your state. But right now, I believe Philadelphia has only one, but they will start ticking up as we start seeing more uh, inventory hit the market. Yeah.
3: So, Javier, if somebody wants to get your handbook or wants to know how to get a hold of you, what's the best way for that to happen?
1: Great. The best way, it's a great question. The best way for it to happen is to go to newagenthandbook.com or you can just find us on Instagram at newagenthandbook. And you can also find us on many clubhouse rooms at uh, newagenthandbook. So just type in newagenthandbook on Google and the rest will fall in line. I give a phone number too. Oh yeah, well you can call me direct 267-972-2107 that is my direct cell phone.
2: Yeah, we definitely have to hook up. I have and I'll I'll, I'll send you the thing and you can sit it on my class and then hopefully between the two of us maybe something even new will come out. Can't wait. Thank you. All right.
3: All right. Coming up next is our topic of the day. What is a fierce conversation?
2: That was a good segment. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, All positive all the time. We'll be right back.
3: So, Mark, we are up to the topic of the day, which is, what is a fierce conversation?
2: That's an interesting one. I took a course like a long time ago. I think it was 2009, and it changed my business totally. It all boiled down to this one line. What is the most important thing we need to talk about? Because me and you talk about this. And what is a fierce conversation? It was a course I took. I got more out of it than four years of college. And there's a great book. And, and yeah and um, I gotta shout it out Susan Scott wrote the book I don't want to get sued <laughs> fierce conversation but I went to an actual course that was a couple hours long and here's the key rather than go into every conversation which most people do with an agenda of your in your head of what's how this is going to go, fierce conversation teaches you how to find out what's a win-win for everybody. The interesting thing is if you do this, you usually get what you want anyway. It was the best class I ever took. Success increasingly hinges on engaging colleagues, customers, friends, and your family in conversations that interrogate reality, provoke learning, tackle tough challenges, tap our deepest aspirations and enrich relationships. You know, conversations show you, with, with and there's seven principles to this thing, examples, stories, exercises you can do. But I tell all my students to write this down. I tell them, Next time you were in a conversation with somebody, you're either going to a meeting because everybody has that. Why? Why should I join this company? Why should I go to this real estate school? Why should I buy this house? Why, whatever it is. And even in your personal life, like conversations with people. You know, the conversation is the relationship. Everything else is a reminder of a relationship. So there's seven principles. The first one is master the courage to interrogate reality. So no plan suffers, survives rather, a collision with reality. Reality you never have control of. Reality has a habit of shifting at home, at work, whatever. Markets, economy changes. They require shifts in strategy. People change, they forget to tell each other when things are changing, so somebody doesn't know what's going on. We're all changing all the time, so we not only neglect to share this information, but are we skilled at even giving the information? The number two is come out from behind in the conversation and make it real. There's lots of unreal conversations. Think about when you go in the office. Yeah, how are you doing? How's business? How's the weather? Those conversations mean are nothing. Are
3: meaningless, right?
2: So when like, when I were at an office and I would come in and the agent, I'd say, how are you doing? How's business? Then I'd say, exactly what are you doing? And then all of a sudden there would be a pause and then they know... I'm asking them, what are they doing? And then it becomes a real conversation. And so when the conversation's real, change occurs. Before the conversation is even over, you will accomplish goals in a large part by making every conversation as real as possible. And then the third one is be here. When somebody's talking to you, be there. Be present. Really be listening. You know, I, I learned a lot from that. I thought I was a good listener, but I wasn't until I started using that line, what's the most important thing we need to talk about? And then I shut up and they would tell me everything and I would learn everything. So while no single conversation is a guarantee to transform a company, a relationship, or a life, or any single conversation can, but if you speak and listen, it's really important. And the conversation you have with this person, it could change somebody's life. One conversation could change somebody's life. The fourth one is tackle the toughest challenge today the The most dangerous conversation is the one you don't have the one between you and your spouse or you and your kids or you and some business person this problem's there but nobody wants to bring it up and open a can of worms they're the most dangerous conversations i i had an example one time with a friend of mine and her and a teenager had a problem she never told me what the problem was but every time it came up it turned into a sc- a screaming match i told her while you're doing the dishes or doing something just casually ask him what's the most important thing you want to talk about and wait and she was shocked they talked about it no screaming they didn't solve the problem but it was none of that emotion was attached to it, guy and then the next one is obey your instincts you gotta inst- obey your gut your gut is the truth, you know, pay attention, share your thoughts with others. What we label illusion can sometimes have the sense of something real being close that you could do. And take responsibility for your emotional wake. Now here's how I always explain this. And I'm a high day and I'm not very observant. <laughs> so I, I, I could be like, and here's my uh, visual. I, I'm in my boat and I zoom through the cove and everybody else's boats rocking at the docks because I'm not paying attention. That's the emotional week. And that's how some people go through life They're rather than, you know, paying attention to what you're doing. And that conversation, learning to deliver the message without all the emotion can really help. And the last one is I actually wrote a song a song about this. Let the silence do the heavy lifting. You know, I ask the students, I give them an example. I say, ask me how the weather is. And they'll ask me how the weather is. And then I'll go, well, dead air on the radio. It's like you feel it. And that dead air gives people, especially S's and C's like Dr. A talks about, they're thinking. So then they think and I shut up and we find out and we solve the problem. I'd like to talk more about that, but we don't have that much time, but get the book, Fierce Conversation by Susan Scott, and I I give it in every training course. I talk about it, so interesting topic.
3: All right, Mark, so we are up to our business segment with Asking Dr. A, and today our topic is Motivating Without Money. So welcome, Dr. A.
2: Dr. A, how are Uh, you? I'm
4: doing fine. How are you guys? Very good.
2: We are good. So continue with this because I was really into this last week.
4: Well, we've talked about a couple of different ways to motivate without having to use money. I want to introduce uh, an additional way and and the, a lot of people like to have rules and regulations, believe it or not. Uh, not none, of the, none of the people on this uh, call right now today, but but a lot of people like to have rules and regulations. They like to have standards. They like to have structure. Right? So if you give them those rules to follow, they will follow them. Right? So if you give them a structured environment where they can feel comfortable because they know what the rules are, they know what the expectations are, they, 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 they know what is going to happen next, they're going to love it and they're going to stay and they're going to be motivated uh, to be able to do that. Now, one of the the other interesting aspects about people who have this type of outlook is, is they typically have a fairly strong belief structure right? And it's important to understand what their personal belief structure is. And you don't want to challenge the belief structure. You want to build around the belief structure. So you want to help them uh, understand how the organization relates to that belief structure. So for example, some organizations are very interested in helping others and working with others. Some organizations like real estate is interested in making sure you're in the right fit in the right house. Well, if you have somebody who has these strong beliefs, then it's real easy to get them to buy into it. For example, on the call earlier today, the radio show earlier today, you know, and so so what happens is with with an agent that you're looking for, um, what you want to do is you want to make sure that. The agent understands what the belief structure is. So, are the people looking for a neighborhood that has great schools because they value that, right? Well, that's what you would lead with, and that's what you would go with, okay? So, it's it's those types of things uh, that, that, that motivate them. So, Javier, what he would do is he would say, I wanna show you about the community. They have this great school system. It's not just a great high school, but it's a great junior high, and it fits right in for it in the next five or six years with your kids. Is that something of interest to you? And of course, they're gonna say yes, right? So, it's those types of things. That are yeah,
2: really and helpful. the and the S's and the C's that are probably majority of the population, they're all about why. So that structure and and they're all about relationships. So the more structure there is, and the more that they understand why and what this what's the win for them down the road is really important to them.
4: Right. So, for example, with somebody who's an intense C behaviorally, what you're going to want to do is you're going to say, I I can actually introduce you to some of the people at the school system or that you tell them more about the school system themselves. If they're an intense S, for sure, you want to, you know, drop a couple names regarding who you know in the school system, and if they decide to buy this particular house, uh, you can help introduce them to the community and other things that are going on in that community. They'll love that. and I could care less, all right, Uh, you know, as far as those types of things, but they may also have a strong belief structure, right? So you need to focus on whatever their belief structure happens to be.
2: And our topic that I just did, Fierce Conversation, was all about how do you find that out? And you ask them, what's the most important thing you want to talk about? And they
4: tell you. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and what will happen is if they're a D, for sure they'll tell you.
2: All right, doctor, tell everybody how to get a hold of you.
4: All they have to do is go to our website, www.abelson.net. All right. And contact us or take a look around and see all the great things that we have. All right. Very good.
3: That sounds great, Dr. Ray. Thank you. So if you have any questions, you can email Mark at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609 605 7153.
2: And a special thanks to all of our listeners tuning in every Saturday at 1 o'clock here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210
0: WPHT. All, all, positive, all positive. All the, the time. time.